Kathy Smith is the Managing Director of SAP Africa. She joins us today on what's next as we navigate through this very, very interesting time that we're in globally, not just in South Africa. COVID-19, it's impacting every single business, every single individual, every person on the globe. It's extraordinary times. Kathy Smith, welcome to what's next. Thank you for joining us. I mean, can you believe where we are now, if I'd said to you in December of 2019 that this would be the world in the month of June of 2020, would you have believed me? I absolutely would not have imagined this being possible, Aki. Um, who would have thought that, that this could have happened? But having said that, Aki, uh, after four months, I feel as if this is the normal. You know, we've become so immersed in this new way of working. And we recognize that it's going to take a much longer time than we'd anticipated yes. to get back to a new goal. But um, I did not imagine this would be possible. Well, I mean, SAP is one organization and I've been to your headquarters in Waldorf and I've done many of your events and I've followed the company very, very closely over the last couple of years. But it's as if SAP has been prepared for a, a, a situation like this because this is what SAP is all about. This is part of SAP's DNA. Um, and, and it's great to have seen, firstly, that the co-founder, Hasso Platner, who is also a friend of South Africa, donating 100 million rand, or dollars, was it? I'm not sure. Dollars or rands? I, I'm losing touch. Rand. Was it rand? <laughs> Solidarity <laughs> Fund, which is extraordinary and well done. And thank you to SAP for being uh, one of South Africa's partners. Um, and you've been in the country for a long time. Um, tell us about you personally, the local office of SAP, how have you managed to navigate around this with all of your staff? I imagine that everybody's working remotely. A hundred percent remote work, Aki. And in fact, I don't know if you remember, but we were the first um, office in Johannesburg to close um, its offices because of the pandemic. About a week or two before we went into a state of national disaster, yes. we had a couple of cases at SAP. It turned out to be all okay. But we had to make that decision very early on to close the offices. And it was such a stressful time. But thank goodness we made that decision because um, very quickly the organization moved into a remote working mindset. Right. And we are very fortunate in that, given we an organization that's um, global, moving to this new way of working was almost a seamless experience for us as an organization. Oh, that's absolutely yeah, our customers, Aki, sorry, was um, a little different. Some of the customers switched over so easily and it was a, a, like really simple for us to work with them. Yes. And some of our customers struggled and we had to really hold their hands down this, this journey of working remotely. But by and large, I think it's working really well. Well, this is what I wanted to ask you, you know, with regards to your customers. I mean, the SAP uh, way of doing things is very much embedded in, you, you know, I think most consumers and many people don't quite realize that SAP is actually working in the background. Many people don't realize it, but, you know, it's in e-commerce, it's in the banks, it's really in everything that operates. I think that you're in 70% uh, of companies on the African continent, if I'm not mistaken. Um, has it been a challenge to integrate different things and I'm sure that a lot of people had to switch on different things and uh, different platforms with your team integrating with banks or e-commerce for example how is that transition between the local SAP team and your customers it's been such an interesting journey Aki 
um, in the very beginning, I think there was a lot of um, bumps that we hit along the way. Mm -hmm. um, trying to get customers, for example, to recognize that we could still deliver a support service remotely. Yes. Um, because we're so used to, as, as a nation, we're so used to be such a, a touch and feel kind of a, a nation. It was um, a challenge to say, trust us. We'll be able to still get the same amount of work done, even though we're not in the office all the time, on your floor, sitting next to your staff. But within a couple of weeks, Aki, we started to have complex, deep project reviews, workshops, all done remotely. Um, it is amazing to see the human spirit adapting to the new circumstance. And what we've seen is, is really the power of all our companies, our customers, really embracing the reality of what's happening and finding a way to move forward. And, yeah. and that has been really you know, I think after this, uh, after this lockdown, I, I want to hear some of the stats from companies like SAP, for example, with regards to supply chains. Because if there's one thing that uh, may have not been as resilient as just working remotely, is probably the supply chain. You know, when you had all of these flights just literally grounded by, except for you know, cargo flights, it must have been such an interesting picture to look at how. Uh, you know, factories and the supply chain changed in literally a matter of days, but it seems to have been pretty resilient. And I think that the supply chain is back in, in working order. But um, I mean, one of your interesting case studies in South Africa is the migration between SAP and Standard Bank. Um, and Standard Bank, I think, being the, the biggest bank on the continent, if I'm not mistaken, it's, it's been a very interesting migration. Tell us about the relationship between SAP and Standard Bank. Uh, it's such a long-standing relationship, um, Aki, and you're right. You know, it's, it's one of the biggest SAP instances on the continent. Um, it's quite a, a powerful story. And um, the bank, of course, is very excited about their future and becoming the digital bank of the future. And this journey that we're on together is, is really um, very complex. Of course, undoubtedly, you know, we talk about core banking being a key part of what SAP does with um, Standard Bank. But the excitement of looking at where they are today and working together and in partnership with many other players and how we can support the bank to move into this new, new world um, so that they are able to have better efficiencies, of yeah. course, to deliver better service to their customers, but, but more importantly, to take advantage of all the new innovations that are coming into play. I, I think you recognize that in all crises, yes. um, that's where the most disruption happening and if you think about in 2008 when we had the financial crisis that was when pinterest was born um, whatsapp was born i mean there's a host of new businesses that came up and and the the opportunity and or the risk that many companies face today is if they stand still and don't do anything exciting um they, they may get disrupted during this phase of the pandemic and I mean, our, our customer, the bank, is really looking to the future and doing all of the right things to make sure that they are capitalizing on this opportunity to move into the digital era, which is really exciting. No, it's going to be so interesting to see who is going to survive this and who is not going to survive it and, uh, and just who's going to be born out of this crisis, as you correctly say, that there are many companies that are doing you know, astonishing things, that are switching on technologies, that have seen gaps in the market, that are probably going to be the next big thing in the next five years. Have you noticed, as the managing director of SAP, this massive acceleration, I know I asked you about your customers earlier, but 
did they like at some point decide to, hey, we, we need to fast forward everything pretty quickly in just a short space of time. And, and, and that's what I'm, I'm, I'm seeing and listening to lots of the other CEOs, they've had to adjust really quickly and the speed at which things are moving and they've accelerated just in the last three months has really caught a lot of people by surprise, but a lot of people have adapted quite well to that. Yeah. You know, from, from our perspective, Akia, what, what I've experienced is that for a long time, we've been talking about digital transformation mm. and many CEOs are saying, yes, that's the right thing to do for my business. But there's a history of long and complex projects, lots of pain in the system. Um, there's a cost challenge that people have been worried about. And so the decision to, to actually move into the digital era has been delayed, I would say, for a long, long time. Mm. And, and the pandemic has absolutely, as you said, it's, it's forcing companies to stand back and say, do I have the luxury of time? Can I afford to sweat my assets much longer? Because I, I run the risk of somebody new and different coming in and eating my lunch. So maybe this is the, the wake up call we've all needed to say, this is the time for us to take things seriously. We have to catapult ourselves into the new era so that we're able to really provide better services to customers and to citizens, but also to make sure our business stay relevant. So I think undoubtedly the, the pandemic has been a catalyst for quicker decision-making. Have you seen that SAP, and I don't know if you can tell us this confidential information, is, is there an increase in your revenues and, and, and the stuff that customers are wanting in the last three months versus the same period last year? Are you seeing an, an increase in potential revenues where people are now accelerating the services that they need to switch on? So what I can comment on, because I can't talk about actual numbers, Aki, yes. but what I can say is a couple of things. We are seeing undoubtedly an increase in engagement where customers are saying, work with us. In right. many instances, it's, it's a difficult situation, Aki, because customers are struggling. There are many organizations whose revenues have been declined and they'll come to SAP and say, help us. So we have in much deeper partnership discussions with them around things like how do we manage through a difficult cost situation. Right. But at the same time, we have customers sectors that are doing incredibly well. Their revenues are accelerating at a rate of knots. And they're not just looking at how do they keep this momentum going, but we have in fantastic conversations with them around how we use automation, artificial intelligence to help their business create new revenue streams because the most unlikely things are happening at the moment. And what I, I really am seeing a lot of is the engagement and the value-based discussions have as tripled over the last three months. No doubt. And I think you, you're spot on there with AI, um, big data, analytics, uh, crunching all that stuff on SAP, Hannah. I mean, this is this is going to be the future. Um, and it's interesting. You talk about your partnerships and um, uh, Microsoft and SAP and and Azure. Tell us about that. We're hearing great things. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's it's such a fantastic strategy that we're working on together. Because, you know, as I was talking about earlier, the fact that uh, many customers have delayed their decisions to start the digital mm -hmm. journey. And it is for many reasons, as I said, cost, um, wanting to sweat the assets for much longer. But there also is a lot of complexity in making this decision because customers have got so many decisions to make. 
You know, do I stay on-prem? Do I go cloud? Do I have a mix of both? Um, am I going to keep all of my services on one hyperscaler? Do I have a mix of that? And, and, and I can imagine how difficult it must be for organizations to not only design their strategy in this new world, mm -hmm. but to make the decisions on which path they want to follow. Yes. And, and the fantastic thing that we, we've decided to do in working with Microsoft is to try and achieve the following. We want to make it simpler for our customers to make a decision. And so it's, it's, it, we don't have the complexity in place for them that makes it harder for that decision process to be made. So it's about simplicity of decision-making, simplicity of running their infrastructure and their solutions and applications. But also it's about saying, you know, the new world, the digital era, I am completely, uh, I believe in completely, is, is not about one company has got the answer to everything. Yes. And I believe that collaboration is undoubtedly the way to go in this digital world. And so for our customers, we want to say that we work in partnerships with all of the other IT players. So we're doing lots of co-opetition right now because we put in the customer success first. And so it's about creating simplicity, giving them a platform for innovation and an opportunity for them to accelerate their transformation into the digital world. So um, it is a wonderful partnership. Well, I mean, you, you speak about collaboration and I think that's like the key here and uh, the collaboration, albeit digitally, uh, is really helping companies uh, maintain their business levels where they are today. When you look forward, and I, and I want you to look into that crystal ball, Kathy Smith, and I know it's difficult, um, but, you know, they say that this is the new normal. We don't know yet when the vaccine will be discovered. But certainly from what we're hearing from organizations is that we're looking at a hybrid model of working in the future. Um, but where do you see your companies going to in the next five years? This has really been a jolt and people are really fast tracking a lot of things. Are you able to see the trends and where we are going and where we will be in, say, in the next two years to three years? Let's look at it short term. Yeah, I, I think it's a fabulous question because actually we don't all have the answers, but we can imagine and we can dream. Yes. Um, but at the same time, I can, I can share what we hope for, what we believe in and what we want to have happen, happen in, the, in our business. So from an employee point of view, I don't believe that we will go back to the way we were before. Um, I think across the different um, offices that we have in, in my region, which is in Nigeria, in Kenya, in Angola, South Africa, we will see a different pattern of how staff will be using our facilities at the office versus what they do at home. And one of my big initiatives that we are driving right now is how do we make that work in the new, what we call the new dawn, once we make the decision to go back to work, because we are still 100% remote in terms of our operation. We have not gone back in any shape, size or form. But it's because we also can stay at home. Our technology and the way of working is quite um, very much geared up for that. Yeah. From a business perspective, Aki, I mean, we see a couple of fun fundamental changes. Um, and, I, and I so believe in this. Um, our business strategy, whilst we have an, an amazing portfolio of technological solutions and we are driving a big focus on integration, because for us, customer success must be around simplicity of solutions working together. What the big difference I believe is, is starting to happen and, and we are really accelerating this is, is leading our engagements with purpose. And, and the reason for that is as an organization, 
we, we can no longer just exist because we, we make revenue. Of course, it's very important. And we have to drive our top line and our bottom line. Mm. And that's in our DNA and it's in what we do on a day-to-day basis, always keeping customer success at the core of that. Yes. But that's not enough. And if anything has happened because of this pandemic, we recognize now that, you know, there are so many, there are millions of people that are not nearly as fortunate as we are to have a roof over our head, to be connected, to have a meal on the table. Um, It is a massive issue we have in the world. And if we look at our country in South Africa, it is of significant importance. So society matters. We also recognize that this pandemic in time will get under control. And there's a lot of evidence that says that from 2021 onwards, we will start to truly see the impact of the the climate crisis hitting us as a human population across the world. And, And how do we find solutions to all of this? So when we talk about purpose, we say, how do we... How do we contribute to economic stimulation in the countries in which we operate? And, and our belief is that it starts with inclusion. So how do we look at the smaller organizations, particularly what we have a passion for is for social enterprises. Those are organizations that are running their businesses for profit, but the majority of their profits go back into doing good. Imagine if we can sort out a whole lot of South Africa's poverty issues on poverty because of social enterprises. Yeah. And we are looking to find ways to include those organizations into our procurement solutions. And hopefully all our customers do the same thing. Wouldn't that be a national positive impact on employment, um, contributing to um, relief of poverty? I mean, the, the benefits are, are endless. Yeah. And similarly, for, for climate change, um, we actually have just announced a, um, an SAP climate a- analytics tool, which helps many of our customers. I don't know if you know this, Aki, but almost 85% of our biggest cl- customers in SAP globally are the major contributors to um, carbon emissions in, in, in the climate globally. And so taking that into consideration, we've designed this SAP analytics tool to help those customers analyze what their carbon emissions contribution is, and then to work together on how they can reduce their their, their, um, emissions contribution so that they have a positive impact on the environment. And and so that's a big part of what we are driving. we absolutely want to do good business. We have a fabulous portfolio. We want to drive top and bottom line and we're driving customer success. But it's not enough. And we have to be conscious of the, of the societies and the economies in which we operate. And, and, and definitely inclusion is one of the big things we are driving, as well as looking at how we can contribute towards climate 2021, because that's when... I think the expectation is we'll start to see some of the negative impacts. And I think Uh, the pandemic has made us step back and see we we, we cannot operate purely on profit. No doubt, Kathy. I mean, that's, you know, you make my heart warm um, when you say the stuff that you say about climate change, because, I mean, uh, you know, it's in the last five years and probably beyond that, the World Economic Forum that's held every single year in Davos has always highlighted that one of the biggest threats, one of the top five threats to us as human species, to the growth of the planet, 
is going to be climate change. And if we don't address it, we're in big trouble. So it's really fantastic to see uh, SAP uh, forging ahead and, and really assisting in bringing out uh, bringing down those global emissions because it's it's going to be the big threat to us in the next decade going forward. And my final question to you, Kathy, it may not be SAP related. It could be to you personally and how you've been doing business, where you've been shopping. What has Kathy Smith's aha moment been in the last three months? <laughs> I think I've had so many of them, Aki. The, the good thing is that um, as a team, we talk a lot. And so we're always doing check-ins um, on a very regular basis. And, and very recently, we had to talk about our aha moments in, in a similar fashion. And I will say that, you know, in, in my job, I have, in many of my roles, I've, I've been traveling quite a lot. And we are always making decisions on the fly. And you're running all the time. And at airports mm -hmm. and running from one meeting to the next and being interrupted in the office, etc. In the, I, I have never, just so that you know, Aki, I've never really enjoyed working from home. Um, it's not my thing. I am an office-bound person. I like to walk the floors. I like to see people in corridors. I like to be going out to customers, and that's kind of the way I've operated. So, oh, my gosh, now I have to work from home. And my aha moment was, I mean, the ability to think. I have never had so much time to think because even though we, we work really long hours, mm. it's not the same. Um, because literally you're going from your bedroom into a little room to go and do your day-to-day your, your -day work. And I, I just found that the, the ability to spend quiet time and think has That's been amazing. never more important. And in doing that, um, being able to listen to people and, and to be able to respond to our staff, especially our staff, listening to their needs um, and be able to communicate with them so that we can help them through what is a very uncertain and challenging time for our customers to know we will listen to them and try and find a way to work with them to navigate through this has been my aha moment that we do need to take time out to think and to listen and to reflect because that's what makes us prepare better and to make decisions and take actions in a more constructive way. What wonderful, wonderful insights, Kathy, and uh, and certainly it's something that a lot of people are echoing. It's almost like we've we've all rebooted, and uh, you know, flushed out the cash in our systems and focused on what's really, really important. Uh, Kathy Smith, Managing Director of SAP Africa, thank you so much for your time. Uh, on what's next, we wish you every success and uh, good health, and be safe out there. Thank you for your insights on what's next. Thank you so much, Aki, and thanks to everybody else. Cheers.